Technically Iowa is a Technology Association of Iowa podcast, highlighting innovators and tech leaders throughout the state. The Technology Association of Iowa is a statewide member-based organization uniting Iowa's technology community by connecting leaders, developing talent, driving public policy, and fostering diversity and inclusion. The Technology Association of Iowa believes every Iowa company is a technology company. Visit technologyiowa.org to learn more and get involved. My name is Cassandra Kotek, and I will be your host for today's show. With us today talking about system integration is Luke Kotz, Chief Information Officer at Manats Incorporated. Thanks for being here today, Luke. No problem. I'm excited to be here. So let's start with who you are and what your role entails on a day-to-day basis at Manats. Yeah, so you mentioned CIO at Manats. So all things technology, both kind of on the IT and the IS side, if you will. And so focus a lot on on really both sides of that. I'm an Iowa kid that went to Wartburg College and, and then moved out of Iowa for quite a long time. I actually started back here with Manats about six months ago. So relatively new back in, in the state of Iowa, which I'm super excited about. Been in construction all 20 years uh, of my career. Started really in operations and focused a lot on operations. And, and the last 12 or so years got really and just intrigued and, and focused on technology. I just, I saw how things were changing a little bit in our industry and, and just kind of dove into it. And from there, it kind of led me into to where I am now in my career. It's kind of interesting. So can you give us some background regarding Manats's mission and vision for being an Iowa tech company and what attracted you to Manats? Yeah, well, I, I love the industry. I think technology is, is just an awesome place to be and, and, construction is on this kind of precipice, if you will, of adopting technology. And so the, the the industry tends to lag behind a little bit when it comes to technology, or at least that's the general thought. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I would sometimes argue the notion that we're so far behind. I think there's a, a lot of variables in construction that maybe other industries don't share. But the reality is right now in this industry, digital transformation is upon us. And that's a really exciting place to be. Here at Manats, we really want to stay ahead of that as best we can. It's easy to do things the way we've always done them. It's easy to kind of, we've been successful. Why would we do anything different? And so I was really drawn uh, to the Manats group because of how focused they are on trying to make people's jobs easier, improve processes, provide data so we can better manage the business. And I would say, you know, I tend to be more focused on being on the leading edge, but not so much on the bleeding edge. <laughs> and sometimes in technology, it can be a little difficult to play that that role because of, well, lots of different factors, but I think it's it's a challenging place to be in our space with the, the budgets that we tend to get from an IT's perspective. So let's talk a little bit about system integration as it pertains to Manat's what system integration processes has Manats implemented and how have they been successful? Yeah, so there's so many point solutions in our in our space. And when I say point solutions, I mean, you know, different specific softwares that attack specific problems. And so that's great. It's awesome to have access to lots of tools. Our project teams get hit up by all kinds of salespeople with all kinds of tools that can solve problems for them, which is great. And I want our people to listen and, and have their eyes open and think about those things. How could I do my job better? 
And there aren't many software solutions out there in our space that solve all the problems, right? So the reality is system integration is just a way of life. It's something that we have to um, be focused on where it makes sense. I think there are, we have to evaluate that constantly when we're looking at different applications, right? And, and what makes sense to integrate uh, fully or what makes sense to do through some export import type stuff. You know, it just kind of depends. We try to be very open-minded about that. I, I think it's kind of funny it, not unique to the Manats group, but in other companies that I've been in, in my career, but in, in, as an example in our company, when I got here, there, there's eight different places when an employee gets hired that we enter an employee name, eight different systems that we go in and put an employee's name in. And, and so where those are easy opportunities and, and sort of low hanging fruit that I see from a system standpoint to, to attack pretty quickly with integration, right? How can we automate those things and, and, and make it so when I enter what get in the source of truth or the one database, it ends up being where I want it to be in, in, in other places. And so that's a lot of the focus that we have. So we ask our employees to really think about that when they're in their day-to-day job, if they're seeing something like that, to point it out and talk to us. And, and, and as a IT group, we want to be a really good partner with our people. And they're the ones that are out there doing things day-to-day and we can help solve those problems with, with integration. So those are some of the processes that we try to put in place is that constant feedback loop and talking to people about what they do and obviously evaluating new software. We, it's a big point of emphasis for us as, as we kind of move forward. Cloud is a little bit of a factor, so it creates a lot of opportunities for us, but also can create some challenges with integration, right? Especially with data and and trying to move it from one place to another. We have to make sure, and and we're still working on a clear strategy when it comes to cloud in our application. And what what makes sense and what does make doesn't make sense for us. Historically, we've we've not done a lot of things in the cloud, and it's been on prem in in our in our data center, and and so things are changing there too. So we need to constantly stay ahead and evaluate those things. So with constant changes, how does Benatz strike a balance between humans and smart technology? Well, I can tell you our, our people is what makes our company. We love our people. We have great people and we need them to be successful on our projects. We need their gut feelings, if you will. And, and you know, that, that term or that phrase gut feeling is something that is pretty popular in the in the construction world and probably many other industries. And and so we need all that. But the the reality is we also can leverage technology and data. If nothing else, I tell people to validate those those feelings, right? Let like let's make you sleep easier at night because you have data behind some of those decisions that you're making and not just relying on that that gut that you know you you've built over the last 20 years or so. In, in or however many years you've been doing it. So I think, you know, we, we are trying to strike that balance by educating people, you know, trying to make sure that they understand we're not trying to replace anybody with technology. That is not the case here. We want you to be able to do more value added things, make better decisions. And, and these types of things can add significant value to our customers, to our vendors throughout the entire project life cycle by leveraging technology and data, we can really improve the way that these things are delivered. And so I think it's really important that we understand how, as an organization, we need both to be successful, right? And and really just focus on that education piece. 
I think it's a good example of this in our company is, is now in the paving world, people may or may not know this, but those pavers that are running most of the time are now run by lasers. And, and it's using a model and the lasers are, are out there actually paving the road. And our people are certainly there and, and still an integral part of that process. But they can't imagine life without those lasers now. And then, you know, 20 years ago, they didn't do that. 10 years ago, probably. And so that's just a, a, an example of where, you know, it, it changed the way that we went about our work, certainly. And you have to be open to that change, but it certainly doesn't replace people. What would you say you've learned thus far at Manats in relation to sort of this manufacturing 4.0 revolution, this industry leading change as it pertains to construction? What has worked for Manats and what hasn't worked? The biggest thing that, that I think about with this with this question is is technology alone generally doesn't solve problems. <laughs> I mean, we in the IT at our core, we like to solve problems. I think most of us can probably relate to that. I know that's a big driver for me. I love to make things easier and make people's jobs more fun and, and, and valuable. But the technology side of it just alone doesn't solve it, right? And so you really have to focus, and I, people around here are probably getting sick of me saying this, but people, process, and then the technology. Because the people in the processes are really are what are going to drive the change. And I think that there's a lot, of, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of cool technologies in, in the space that can provide tons of value. But if you've got a broken process for, at its core, it's maybe going to make it worse. And so I think that a big focus for us has been how do we handle that change management piece just as much as how do we select the right tool and and do all of those things that we're obviously doing as we um, go through any sort of selection process with new technology or data or things like that. We want to make sure we scope it properly. But we really think about, and then just from lessons learned at both at Manats and in previous lives that I've lived is if you don't really focus on that other, those other two pieces of things, uh, you really can miss the boat. And I think that we're highly focused on that and we'll continue to be. So with all these changes and examples you've, you've mentioned thus far, what's the most significant improvement that Manats has adopted to improve processes? Well, we've done a lot of things over the years. I think it's, uh, I was pretty impressed when I, when I got to Manats about how much they've put into place and, and how much technology they are, are using. So it's hard to pick one, but one pretty significant one that we've done uh, in the last couple of years, it's really on our uh, ready mix side of the, of the business, concrete producing side. And they implemented a new dispatching software and ordering software that was a big change from the way things were done before. It impacted our drivers, it impacted our dispatchers, it impacted our customers because of the ordering and the way that they can go about doing that. And, and so just a, a very significant project to take on. And from a change management perspective with, you know, 50 plants across the state of Iowa and, and you know, uh, a lot of moving parts, that can be really hard to manage. And I think we now, if you go to any one of our plant managers, I, I think most of them would echo the fact that they can't imagine light without it and the visibility it gives them and the efficiencies that it gives them e-ticketing feature so it's gone you know it's paperless for them i mean those types of things are just it's crazy how much of a difference that has made in our organization 
And it wasn't a short process. It took us time and we, we had challenges along the way, but I, I definitely know that that's been super impactful in the organization. Can you delve a little more into how your company culture has adapted to this revolution and change in prioritizing processes and system integration? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really shifted and it's going to continue to shift. I mean, we're still kind of working through this, Cassandra, I can tell you that. <laughs> we're, we're learning our way through it. And I think, um, you know, for us to say otherwise, it would be false. So, but really what it's doing is fostering this culture and what we preach about a little bit, I don't want to call it preaching, but about continuous improvement and lifelong learning, right? Is we want to be an organization that's continually trying to get better. That notion of what's made us successful for 75 years, maybe won't make us successful for the next 75 years. Like, like if we're not constantly watching those things, you know, how we don't want to fall behind. So we need to stay ahead of that, right? And so this mindset shift, it really is a mindset shift for a lot of people in our organization, right? That have, they've done it this way for a long, long time. And, you know, it works and we've been successful. And sometimes you're a victim of your own success. And and so we, we just really are trying to, get people to think about how can I do my job better? How could I make this customer's life better? How could that vendor experience have been better? Those types of questions that you, everybody in our business will ask themselves, right? And so that type of culture is really cool when it starts to bring things to the IT team. And, and the other thing we're trying to do is immerse the IT organization into the business. Like, I don't want to be this, this team that's got, you know, that's kind of in this corner and nobody knows what they do. I kind of want that, I guess. But for the most part, I want to make sure we're partnered with the business. And if we understand what value technology and data can bring to the, the business, right? And so we're not doing anything in a vacuum. We are partnered hip to hip with them and trying to solve their problems. And, and at the end of the day, I think if we do that, we can, we can be really successful. And the other thing is, you know, we have three core values in our, in our company, family, excellence, and human potential. And sometimes it can be hard to, to balance all three of those, right? There's this excellence notion that we want to be excellent at everything we do, but there's also this family notion where we take care of people and we want, you know, we want to work like a family and, and, and that can sometimes create challenges, right? And, and, and so we really want to believe that, or we really believe that we, if we strike that balance, that's what's going to lead to continued success. And so we talk a lot about that and we'll continue to talk a lot about that with our folks. How do you foresee technology evolving at Manats in the next five to 10 years? And how do you think it'll affect the company culture and the way that processes are handled? Yeah, I think there's, like I mentioned before, in the industry itself, there's so much transformation and digital focus right now and, and words get thrown out and all over the place and <laughs> you know it, it's kind of funny and I think our people hear them and they're like yeah 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 well, whatever <laughs> you know we we hear it but you know things are working for us so we're not too worried about it but you know I really see a lot there's a lot of exciting stuff out there in the technology space in, in construction and so I see a lot of things around automation whether that be on manual tasks or paper-based type product processes. That's a huge focus for us is to try to eliminate those types of things, to streamline things, work smarter, not harder type of, type of mentality, right? 
And so I think there's a lot of tools out there now that are exciting. Some OCR technologies that are really cool that can, can streamline some things. So we're going to focus a lot uh, in that area. A big focus for us that I see and, and hear about it a lot, but really is shifting to a more data-driven mindset. And that's an easy thing to say, a hard thing to do. <laughs> and, and I've been a part of those things and some successes and some failures. And, and I think, you know, our goal is that over the next five to 10 years, all of our people, regardless of your role, have access to data that you need to do your job better. And not just access, but know what it means and know how to use it and be able to make decisions against it. And, and really shifting from this get data reporting back, which is what we're really good at today. Well, we can tell you what happened, you know, three weeks ago. We can maybe tell you a little bit about what happened last week. But how can we shift that to be more predictive in nature? Think about how that affects things in the future, right? And how do we get better at forecasting against plans and scheduling and those types of things by using data that we have at our fingertips? Um, the reality is we have lots of data in our, in our company. It's just, is it organized properly and, and are we able to use it? So I think over the next five to 10 years, you can see a lot more uh, focus on that, not just in our business, but in just construction in general. Read any article and, and, and you know, if you're not jumping on top of that, I think you're, you're, you have a tendency you could fall behind. So, so that's really top of mind for us is, is how we put that together, how are our systems set up, and how are we get access to that data. There's a lot of safety technologies out there that are really exciting. There's some wearables and, and devices like that that can help our employees and customers and vendors all be safer on job sites. Obviously, safety in our, in our industry is a huge focus. We are out in the roadways and, and, <laughs> and we got a lot of employees and trucks out there. And, and so we're really focused and there's a lot of new technologies in that space that I think we'll see some more adoption of over the next five to 10 years. And we've done some things uh, recently that I'm, I'm excited about. We plan to expand with some cameras inside the trucks to be able to do some, some driving um, statistics on drivers and uh, do more feedback and and training and those types of things to help our drivers know, you know, what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong and those types of things. And just for a coaching perspective, but also on the trucks side of things, there's obviously a lot of technology going on in the truck space with automation and telematics and things like that, that is super exciting and, and very advanced in some cases. And, you know, <laughs> I think about, you know, 20 years ago or so, uh, I think was about the time I got my first cell phone. And, and so it, it seems, seems unfathomable to think about 20 years ahead and, and will there be a ready mix truck driving down the road without a driver? I don't know. I don't know if that's going to come to fruition or not, but we're certainly seeing technologies out there now in their infancy that are, that are going that direction, right? In, in the trucking space. So we'll be keeping an eye on a lot of that stuff. And I, I would, anticipate seeing a lot of that evolve over the next five to 10 years here. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Luke. We sincerely enjoyed learning about Manats, system integration processes, and how Manats is, is evolving through this manufacturing 4.0 revolution. So thank you. Well, you're very welcome. I, I appreciated the invite and had a lot of fun and, and love what the Technology Association of Iowa does really awesome that we have this here. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Technically, Iowa is powered by the Iowa Economic Development Authority, 
dedicated to helping Iowa manufacturers remain globally competitive. Learn more at iowamfg.com.